Jesus. You are Lord. Yes, you are. Father, in the name of Jesus, tonight we acknowledge that you alone, you are Lord. In all situations, in all circumstances, in everything, in every facet of our lives, we acknowledge your Lordship. We acknowledge your supremacy. We acknowledge your reignship. We acknowledge your kinship. We acknowledge that we are because you are. We acknowledge that, Father, if it had not been for you on our side, our story would not have been as it is today. Our testimony would not have been as it is today. Come on, do it. Keep doing it, please. Our testimonies would not have been as it is today. We are eternally grateful, O oh Lord. We bless your majesty, Lord. We thank you for choosing us. And we thank you for giving us part of you. And for making us part of the commonwealth, Lord, of your nations. What a privilege. What a blessing. We don't take it lightly. Every breath that we take. Oh, Jesus. We say all glory be unto your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. I want you to close your eyes. Take your seat in heavenly places and close your eyes. And I want you to pray a minute and say, Oh Lord, in the name of Jesus, everything that you have for me today and this month, let me receive my portion. Can you lift a prayer in that respect in the name of Jesus? Lift up that prayer and say, Father, whatever. Because every, every time the Lord has something for his people. Lord, whatever you have for me today, I receive my portion in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and pray that prayer. Until we pray, we do not receive. Bible says that ask and it shall be given unto you seek you shall find knock and the door be opened unto you for as many as ask it shall be given unto them the lord has a fundamental portion of a blessing for each and every one but irrespective of it we still have to contend in prayer and ask the lord for it so i want you to pray keep on praying any desire upon your heart in the name of jesus i want you to believe god tonight to receive an encounter wherever you are connected from all over the world online and in-house the portals of heaven are open father in the name of jesus let every worshiper online and in-house receive their long-awaited testimony and encounter in jesus blessed and mighty name for a man can receive nothing except it is given to him from above lord in jesus name let it be downloaded from heaven all blessings and all benefit according to your word in our spirit and in our souls in the blessed and mighty name of jesus empower us by reason of your word deliver into our hands every goods in the name of jesus now pray that none shall be put to shame 
and none shall be confused and confounded we bless your mighty name oh lord we give you all the glory we honor you jesus we adore you and we love you zabrada sota bahande kenemo shadaba in jesus blessed and mighty name and if you believe that you have received it shout a believing amen amen can you give a clap unto the lord the lord jesus christ let's celebrate god in jesus mighty name hallelujah how many of you believe that today is a blessed day okay and how many of you believe that because today is a blessed day you will receive whatever the lord has mandated for you come on receive it in jesus name you will never remain the same you will never be put to shame you will never be disgraced the hand of the lord will rest upon you the lord will go before you isaiah chapter 43 let's read from verse number one dawos and this is a prophetic word for somebody in this month of june I don't know, but in this month of June, something will happen to somebody that you will not be able to recover from for the rest of your life. And it will be something good. Say me a believing, oh, amen. amen. But that saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by name. You are mine. Hallelujah. I'm excited. You got it. You got it. I'm excited. Hallelujah. He said, you are mine. You are mine. When you go to the grocery stop and then you do some groceries and you pay for it, nobody can stop you from taking it. Hallelujah. Because it is yours. It is yours. And the Lord said, you are mine. And because you are mine, look at what he said he's going to do. Verse number two, three downwards. He said that, and because you are mine, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Hallelujah. I'm surprised that the Lord was saying that I am his. But he said that when I pass through the waters, I was thinking that if I am his, then it means that I will not go through the waters. But the Lord will cause me to go through the waters so that inside the waters, the fishes that are in, I can take them. Praise the name of Jesus. If you don't go through the waters, you can't get the fishes that are inside the waters. Praise the name of Jesus. We don't fish on the desert. We fish in the waters. So the Lord will take you through the waters. Even though it may look like it is swallowing you, you end up coming out with the fishes inside. Am I speaking to somebody in Jesus' name? Hallelujah. And he says that, and you go through the rivers and they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. It is only when you go into the fire that the fourth man shall appear. Go and ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they were in the palace, when they were in their offices as the senators, they never saw the fourth man. It was when they entered into the fire that the fourth man showed up. Sometimes in order for the Lord to show up, you must go, you must need go through the fire. And in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus, any fire that you have gone through, may the fourth man that was with you evidently manifest himself in your life. Shout me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. I always tell you that anytime we come to church, it is a spiritual transaction. When you come to church, forget about whatever happened before you came. 
In fact, when you are even in church, forget about whoever, whoever is sitting next to you. Receive it. Praise the name of Jesus. And then he says that they shall not overflow you. It shall not burn you when you walk through the fire. He said, and the flame. He said, neither shall the flame candle upon you. And verse number three. For I am the Lord, I Savior, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom. Now, Egypt represented the world, the forces of darkness that were preventing you from coming to know the Lord. He said, the Lord said that I gave Egypt for you. And he said that, and Ethiopia and Seba for thee. And verse number four, because you were precious in my sight. Look at the definition of God. Human beings may say that you are nobody. Human beings sometimes may even think that they are fed up with you. Sometimes some people see you and they go like, oh, not you again. And they say in their heart, oh my goodness, I wish not him again. I wish not her again. You may be a border unto other people, but look at what the Lord is saying about. I'm super excited today. Look at that. He said that since you were precious in my side, somebody has talked you down, don't look down on yourself. The king of the world, the king of kings, the lord of lords, say that you are precious in his sight. He said that, and you have been honorable. Hallelujah. Say, I am honorable in the sight of the lord. It doesn't matter what somebody says. I know in the eyes of the Lord, I am honorable. He said, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for your life. This will be somebody's testimony this month. Did I have a believer in the house? Then let me hear your believing. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. This month, you will, you will laugh. Amen. Say, I will laugh. I will laugh. Now, you got to understand that spiritual transactions are enacted with the mouth. Life is a product of your mouth. Remember what Jesus said. He said, it is not what goes in that defiles you. It is what comes out. Everything that you say is very important to destiny. Amen. In Numbers chapter 14 and verse 28. Numbers 14 and verse 28. The Lord said, say unto them, as truly as I live, saith the Lord, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Is it not amazing? That the Lord will not do what he wants to do, but he will do what you say. Hallelujah. Now, I mean, and it is so evident in the scriptures. One day Jesus met a blind man called Bartimaeus in Mark chapter 10. Reading from verse number 46. And when Jesus saw a blind man, can we quickly read it? Uh, 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 and they came, and as they came into Jericho, they went out of Jericho with, 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 with his disciples, a great number of people. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway, side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Remember verse number 46 says that blind Bartimaeus, he was a blind man. And he was asking Jesus, have mercy on me. Now verse number 48 says that, the next verse. 
Verse number 48, many charged him and said, I hold your peace. But he cried out yet the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded that he be called. Now look at what Jesus said. And when they called the blind man, they said unto him, be of good cheer. Rise up, for he called thee. And verse 50, I will never stop being amazed at the complexity and the simplicity of God. God is very complex, but we understand him in a very simple way. And he casting away his garment, Shana rose and came to Jesus. And the first thing that Jesus asked him was, and Jesus answered and said, now, what did Jesus answer? The man has not said anything. What does it mean by Jesus answering? The fact that the man rose up to go was a question. The Bible said that Jesus responded to him coming by answering him what do you want that i should do for you is this thing not strange cheryl you see a blind man the man is blind and then the man is calling you have mercy on me have mercy on me and then you go like you you are seeing that the man is blind and then you are going like what should i do for you is it not amazing but it was teaching jesus was teaching us something Jesus wanted you and I to know that heaven does not download to you what you cry for or what you wish in your heart. Heaven downloads what you ask with your mouth. What you say with your mouth. Everybody will be thinking that, oh, Jesus, that was a, a very, in quote, a very mean question. Everybody knows that this guy is blind. The quickest or the, the most uh, um, 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 demanding thing that he'll be looking for is for his eyes to be open. No! Heaven doesn't assume. Please take note of this statement. Heaven never assumes for anybody. Heaven never assumes for anybody. Because sometimes, who, who knows, maybe blind Bartimaeus, even though he was blind, he needed a wife. <laughs> Maybe he needed a wife. Then heaven would give him his sight. He would not appreciate it. He would go like, man, God, this is not what I was looking for. I want a wife. I want a companion. Somebody to keep me warm in the winter. Praise the name of Jesus. Heaven never gives you what you think. Heaven gives you what you ask for. Amen. Now, do you know why heaven doesn't give you anything that you think heaven must give you except you ask? Because if heaven gives you what you are not needing, you will waste it. And heaven doesn't invest wastefully. So before heaven gives you, they must be sure that you need it. And how would they know that you need it? When you ask. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, I read the book of Ezekiel chapter 36 the whole chapter 36 of ezekiel very powerful scripture where the lord was telling them that i'm going to do so many things the lord started talking to them about certain things that he was going to do and the lord said that i'm not doing it because you deserve it i'm doing it for my own name's sake the lord said i will give you a new heart i'll give you the heart of flesh so that you you, you can hear my voice so that i can be your god and you can be my people 
and the Lord said, and, and wherever they, 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 they rejected you, I will make you Lord over there. I mean, when you read the whole of chapter 36, but when we got to verse number 36 and 37, Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 36 and 37, look at that. And then the Lord says something very powerful. Even though he himself has said what he was going to do. In verse number 36, then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, I always build the ruined places and I plant that which was desolate. It means recovery. I bring recovery. I bring restoration. I bring replenishment. And then he said that, and I, the Lord, I have spoken it and I will do it. Did you see that? He said, I have spoken it and I will do it. But look at the next verse. However, that saith the Lord, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. The Lord said that I myself, I will do it. And the next verse, he said that even though I said I will do it, I still expect, Tyre, I still expect you to ask me. That is why a lot of prophecies upon the lives of people of God do not manifest. Because they think that once the Lord has said it, it must be self-fulfilled. Anytime the Lord says anything, it becomes a prayer topic. Every word of God is a prayer topic. Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse number 24. He said that, I have given you, he says, see, Deuteronomy 2, 24. 24, 25 downwards. He said, rise you up. Take up your journey. Pass over the river Anon. Behold, I have given into your hand Sihon, the Amorite, king of Heshbon. I, the Lord, I have given him into your hand. But, look at the next statement. He said, begin to possess his land and contend with him in battle. I was thinking that once the Lord has delivered him, it is a straightforward thing. No. Do you know why? Because even though the Lord has opened the door, there will be a lot of contentions. First Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 9. Paul the apostle who was so loaded with heavenly dimension of ministry. In fact, there is none of the apostles that had half of the encounters that Paul had. Many of the doctrines of the New Testament church was propounded by Paul because it was downloaded to him. Hallelujah. He propounded the, the, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, the gift of the Spirit. Jesus introduced the Holy Spirit. But Jesus did not propound a doctrine of the Holy Spirit. It was Paul the Apostle that came and told us the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And told us the giftings of the Holy Spirit. And told us what the Holy Spirit actually does when he is in the life of the believer. He was the one that came to explain and expound on the communion. He was the one that came to tell us about how to orderly conduct ourselves in the, in the church. He did all these things. Yet in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse number 9. He said a great and an effectual door has been opened unto me. But many are the adversaries. So the fact that God has said it ladies and gentlemen. Doesn't mean that it is going to come on a silver platter. We got to contend. Same here believing amen. amen. If you don't contend. What is supposed to be yours can be delayed. You see, the thing about the enemy is that he cannot stop the word of God from happening, but he can delay it. And that is the most painful aspect. What is the need? When 
You need something and you don't receive it. And when you don't need it, it comes. Somebody is sick. The person needs medication to relieve him of the pain. The medication was ordered. The medication never came. It never came. It never came. Then the person fully or somewhere, somehow recovers. He heard a testimony of Minister Dell. He paid this, this uh, group that they should fix his, his stuff for him. When they were supposed to fix it, they were not fixing it. Now, when the thing had fixed itself, the people wanted to enjoy over it. He said, no, 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 no. It will not happen. Praise the name of Jesus. So the thing is, anytime the Lord gives a word, we got to contend with it to see its manifestation. Now, we never cease from telling us that when the Lord told Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, verse number 14 downwards, that his descendants were going to be in captivity for 400 years. The people ended up being there for 430 years. God spoke, but the word of the Lord that was spoken was not contended with. They didn't run with the word. So eventually, when the enemy took over, he stopped them. 30 extra years. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. And why am I talking about this? Because we have started the month of June. And the Lord has spoken concerning the month of June. In case you didn't hear it on the prayer line. The Lord said that the month of June is going to be a restful month. Amen. I'm not seeing the excitement in your face. I'm, I'm becoming disappointed, brothers and sisters. Because you, you got it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. When the Lord speaks, we got to be excited about it. Everything that the Lord has said concerning our lives. Yesterday, one of my sons got in touch with me. Very long, many, many years ago. I'm pretty sure he must be online. He is a big man of God. He's a great man of God in a church. Um, he is the lead pastor of Petra International Church. He's called Pastor Mordecai. And then he said, Daddy, I've been looking for you. And I said, so initially when he sent me the message, I didn't know who it was. So I went to the profile. And then I saw his picture and I said, yes, 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 yes. It's been so long a time. And he said, yes. In 2002, you gave me a prophetic word. And then I said, okay. And then he started saying it. He said, you said that. And at that time, he was just a young boy. Now, I remember very well, I was having a program in 2002. That is how many years now? 19 years ago, right? 19 years ago. Take it out of your age. <laughs> I should think he's online. Got a very great ministry. He sits with, um, with the seat of government to pray for them. Yeah. And he said, at that time, it was just a, a small boy that everybody was sending. Mordecai, go here. Mordecai, come here. Mordecai. And then I picked him and I said, the Lord will make you great. You will travel all over with the gospel. And I told him, you'll be very influential. He sent me everything. I had even forgotten. Now, but he kept the word in his heart. 19 years ago, he sent me some amazing pictures and things that the Lord is doing with him. And he said, Daddy, I thank God for your life. Now listen, 
How did it happen? Even me that gave him the word, I have forgotten the details of it. But he remembers every one letter of the word 19 years ago. Listen, if the Lord speaks and you keep the word in your heart and you run with the word, it doesn't matter how long it takes it to happen in your life. The Lord said that the month of June is our month of rest. How many of you believe it? Keep it in your heart. Rest in all areas of your life. Rest in your health. Rest in your finances. Rest in your work with the Lord. Rest in every dimension of your life. Receive rest in Jesus name. Anything that is giving you sleeplessness. You go to bed. You cannot sleep. This month of June. There will be rest round about you. Second Chronicles. Go with me to the book of Second Chronicles. By the way, let me appreciate Minister Dell for the powerful expansion work that has been done here. Isn't it not beautiful? I, I, I told him that. I told him that. Let's do it for him. Let's do it for him. God bless you. I told him that. I said, Minister Dell, I'm going to organize all the young men in the church and then we will come and then we'll help you. He said, no, that will even delay me. <laughs> he said, because by the time I finish telling you what to do, I would have done it and been on another thing. All by himself, one man. He's done all these expansion works. And guess what? He didn't charge the church. Let's appreciate this great servant of the Lord. God bless you. I pray for you. You will live very long. The Lord is always mindful of people that are relevant to him. No, you, if you have three cars in your home, and then you use one, you love using it, and then the others, you are not comfortable using it, which one will you service first? Thank you. All truth is parallel. That is why we all have to be relevant in the house of God. If you are relevant in the house of God, you will not die a premature death. Now, that is what uh, uh, um, David prayed when he was being pursued by Saul. He said, inside the grave, nobody praises you. How can I go down the grave? The Lord said, you are right. You won't die. The Lord said, you won't die prematurely. When you are relevant in the house of God, you will always last the test of time. Say me a believing amen. Right, so let us quickly go to 2 Chronicles. And I want to read 2 Chronicles. And I want to start reading from verse number, sorry, chapter 15. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And then let's start reading from verse number 12. 2 Chronicles chapter 15. And let's start reading from verse number 12. And the Bible says that, and they entered into a covenant to seek the Lord God of their fathers with all their heart and with all their soul. Verse number 13 says that, that whosoever will not seek the Lord of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. And verse number 14 says that, and they swore unto the Lord with a loud voice and with shouting and with trumpets and with cornets. And verse 15 says that, and all Judah rejoice at the oath for they have sworn with all their heart and sought him with their whole desire and he was found of them and the Lord gave them rest round about you cannot have rest round about without the Lord 
Praise the name of Jesus. Sometimes we try as much as we can with all our human knowledge, with all our human endeavors. It is okay. But never try with your human ability when you have not set the foundation right. The foundation being set right is first of all seeking the Lord. So, if the Lord says that it is our month of rest, June is going to be our month of rest, then the question is, how do I enjoy or encounter or enter into this rest? Number one, I'll just give you maybe five or so points and then we will pray because we got to pray those points into action. Number one, seek the Lord. It is in the seeking of the Lord that you find rest. Nobody finds rest without seeking the Lord. And I'll explain what it means to seek the Lord. Second Chronicles chapter 14. And let's read from verse number 7 all the way to 6. Look at Second Chronicles chapter 14. Verse number 7 all the way to 6. Let's start from verse number 7. Sorry, verse number... <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the name of Jesus. <laughs> Let's start from verse number 6. Verse number 6 all the way up to 7. Maybe the Lord is reversing something to bring you to a better position. Say me, I believe in Amen. <laughs> now, and he built fenced cities in Judah for the land had rest. Hallelujah. When the land has rest, what you do is that you build. You build capacity. When the Lord gives you rest roundabout, you don't waste it. You build capacity. Do you get that? Yes. And he had no war in those years. When the Lord brings you rest, there is no more war. War in relationships. War in your health. War in your finances. War in all areas of your life will cease this month. Today is a prophetic service, by the way. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And he had no war in those years. Why? Because the Lord had given him rest. And verse number 7 says that, Therefore, he said unto Judah, Let us build these cities. Let us build these cities. Why? And make about them walls and towers and gates and bars. While the land is yet before us, because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him. And he has given us rest on every side. So they built and they prospered. That is your story this month. Say me a believing amen. amen. Hallelujah. Remember what you say is what the Lord does. That is why I always encourage say me a believing amen. Because amen means man of God what you are saying I agree. Amen means, man of God, what you are saying, I believe it. Amen. Amen means, man of God, what you are saying is the same thing I'm saying. But Deuteronomy chapter six, 17 and verse number 6, it, it just dropped in my spirit. Look at it. Deuteronomy chapter 17 and verse number 6. He said that, and at the mouth of two, at the mouth of two witnesses or three witnesses, shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, he shall not be put to death. So it means that when I say something and you believe it and you say amen, we have two agreements. And it happens. Praise the name of Jesus. This month you will have rest. So, seeking the, the Lord is the first point of call 
in enforcing rest roundabout. Seeking the Lord. What does it mean to seek the Lord? It means following the Lord irrespective of what happens. You don't look at the situation to determine how to walk with the Lord. Situations don't determine your mood with walking with the Lord. Sometimes, you don't feel like moving on. But the reason why you can't stay is not because you don't feel like, but because you know that all things, all things are working together for your good. Sometimes, the issues of life, the vicissitudes of life can bombard you. They can oppose you. They can try to limit you. They can try to destabilize you. They can even try to confuse you. By your ability to keep following. Is what it means when you say seeking the Lord. Maybe you have read through the Bible and you come across that statement. Seek the Lord. Whilst he may be found. Seek the Lord. Seeking the Lord means that no matter what happens around you. You will still keep on. You will still keep on. One day, Job had a testimony from his workers. While Job was eating at table with his family, then all of a sudden, a servant came and he said, Master, he said, yes, what is it? He said, we were in the field. And all of a sudden, there was a natural disaster. Let me use our contemporary terms so that you understand it. There was a tornado. And all the workers in the field, including all the trucks, including all the machinery, in that warehouse, big warehouse, let's say a warehouse that is about four times a football field, with all the machinery, without any insurance, has been destroyed. He said, my God. He didn't say anything again. He said, praise be to God. They were eating. Another man came. He said, sir, we were also in that company of yours. And then as we were working, all of a sudden, thieves came in. They broke through. They killed everybody. They stole all the money in the bank. They did everything unto us. There is nothing left except me to come and tell you what has happened. He said, praise God. And then as they were there, another person came. He said, sir, all the transport that we're carrying, you know, these, um, um, these long, um, these long tracks, okay? How do we call them? What? Yeah, the 18-wheeler, you know, um, 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 trailers that carry these goods from warehouses to warehouses. The man had about 3,000 of them. He said, on the spot, all 3,000 has caught fire. If it was me, I would say, hey! <laughs> Bible said that Job didn't say anything. And I said, that is not enough. He was just there. And what will break the camel's back? They came. They said, sir, we were, we are the security for your children. They were all in your elder son's house, eating and enjoying. And all of a sudden, as if that was not enough, a tornado comes up breaks down the building kills all of them bible said that immediately job stood up tore his garment laid himself on the ground in the ashes and said all praise be to god he gave 
and he has taken. That is what we mean when we say you are seeking the Lord. You don't let things that is happening or things that are happening to you control your relationship with the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. And this month I pray, may the Lord empower each and every one of us. Nothing of your past, nothing of your present, nothing of your future will interrupt your relationship with the Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So shall it be. How do I receive rest in this month? Number two, there cannot be rest without contention. There cannot be rest without battle. There cannot be rest without fighting. You got to fight for what the Lord has made provision for you. You must fight for it. Joshua chapter 23. Let's start from verse number one. But I'll read precisely from two to five. But let's start from verse number one. And it came to pass a long time after that, that the Lord had given rest unto Israel from all their enemies round about that Joshua waxed old and stricken in age. Now look at from verse number two to five. And Joshua called all Israel. How did they get the rest in verse number one? Joshua called all Israel and all their elders and their heads for their judges and for their officers and said unto them i am old and stricken in age three says that and you have seen all that the lord your god has done unto all these nations before you for the lord your god is he that has fought for you verse four says that behold i have divided unto you the lord by nations that remain to be an inheritance for your tribes from jordan with all the nations that i have cut off even unto the great sea towards the westward. And verse number 5. And the Lord your God, look at that. He shall expel them from before you and drive them from out of your sight. And you shall possess the land as the Lord your God has promised unto you. So there is no rest without contention. Anytime you must find rest, you must contend for it. Amen. The lady accepted your proposal. You got to fight in prayer. Praise the name of Jesus. You got that job. Fight in prayer. Whatever gave you that must maintain it. You got that healing. Fight in prayer to maintain it. Praise the name of Jesus. Until you fight it. Listen. Luke. The gospel of Luke chapter 4 and verse number 13. Bible says that after the enemy had ended all his temptations of Jesus, look at what he said. When the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from Jesus for a season. From Jesus for what? A season. He didn't depart forever. The enemy doesn't give up. You hit him, he goes, he'll come back. That is why you must pursue in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing of yours shall fail. Is somebody believing it? It is a prophetic night. As we say it, so shall it be. Say a believing amen. Amen. Remember that in order for you to fight, you must be connected to the man of war. Bible says that our God is a man of war. God 
is a man of war. You cannot fight except you are connected to this man of war. Praise Jesus. First Corinthians. Let us read chapter 2. Verse number 14 to 15. Until you bring judgment by battling the enemy, you cannot have that which is yours. And the good thing is the Bible says that it is our prerogative to declare judgment. Look at that. He says, the natural man receives not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually designed. But verse 15 says that, but he that is spiritual judges all things. When we say that somebody is passing judgment, it means that he is declaring the end of a thing. He's saying that, well, we have been battling this one. You, have, you say this, the other person says that, my Lord, when you go to the courtroom, this one, the defense lawyer will say this, and then the um, prosecutor will also say, my Lord, objection. Then this one will say, objection overruled. My Lord, this. My Lord, that. Okay, bring your exhibit. Then they bring it. They will keep on battling if the judge does not pronounce judgment. They will keep on battling until Jesus comes. They will be battling the ten up and down. This one will rebut it. This one will say this. This one will counter it. This one will provide evidence. This one will provide exhibit. This one will provide until the judge says that enough is enough. Let me now declare my judgment. And when he declares the judgment, it is finalized. And look at what the Bible is saying about you. Look at what the Bible is saying about you. He that is spiritual judges all things. So if things keep on going up and down, it means you have not exercised your prerogative of judgment. You got to exercise that prerogative. Bible said that, and this Anna has all his sins. Isaiah 54 verse 17. Look at Isaiah 54 verse number 17. He says that, he says, Isaiah 54 and verse number 17. He said, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you, in judgment, in judgment, if you must find rest, you must be able to declare judgment. He said that, he said that, and every tongue that will rise up against you in judgment, you shall condemn it. And then look at the next statement. He said, this heritage. Tayo, did you see that? It is a heritage. That means it is not everybody that can do it. It is not everybody that can execute judgment on issues. He said, but this heritage, it is a heritage. And who is it meant for? This heritage uh huh. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Can you lift up your hand and say, In the name of Jesus, anything that brings me tears, that brings me confusion, that brings me trouble, that brings issues around me, in the name of Jesus, I declare in judgment. That it stops now. Come on, say that it stops now. Say as I have said it, so shall it be. Because it is my heritage to declare judgment. Do you see that? So powerful. That is why if you are crying, God will just be watching you. 
And then you'll be crying. And you'll be saying that, Lord, so carest not thou that I cry. Like the disciples, they went to wake up Jesus when the boat was being filled with water. And Jesus was sleeping. And then, Mashal, they went to wake up Jesus. They woke him up. They said, Jesus, Jesus. And he woke up. He said, uh, who woke me up? I was dreaming. He said, Master, how can you dream? Carest thou not that we perish. The Lord said, you and who are perishing? <laughs> the Lord said, who, who, you and who are perishing? Instead of you to declare judgment for the storm to cease, you are crying. And then the Lord came. He said, peace be still. Amen. And then, poo, 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 poo. Shh. That is judgment. If you do not, this month, somebody will see peace. <laughs> Hallelujah. This month, somebody will see enlargement. They said, Jesus, don't you care that we perish? Jesus said, how? And then he woke up. He said, how long can I bear with you, you of, of little faith? He said, how long can I bear with you? Don't you understand who you are? That it is your heritage that for you to have rest, you must declare judgment. Hallelujah. There can never be judgment. There can never be rest without judgment. Hey, listen. There is something that happened in the Bible. When I was reading it, I became amazed. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 9. Very powerful. In Acts chapter 9. My goodness, there was a man there called Saul. Woo! When Saul opened his mouth, everybody was running awake. It's like prayers could not tame Saul. Hey, what prayers had the disciples not prayed? They have prayed. They fasted until at a point. The land on which they were in Acts chapter 4 verse 31 was shaking. That prayer could not arrest Saul. Hey! They did everything. Do this. They are doing it. Do this. The Lord will come and visit them in a dream. Still, Saul was fomenting evil. Look at it. And Saul, <laughs> yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. So every breath of Saul like this, somebody dies. When Saul breathed, then they are chasing one, one, one apostle. Boy, the people were in distress. The apostles, at a point, they were, up, they were even questioning their God. They said, didn't the Lord say that he will be with us? And didn't the Lord say that he will never leave us nor forsake us? It looks like the Lord has forgotten his promise. Paul, look at the statement. Yet breathing out threatenings, all his breath was threatening against them. And Bible said that again the disciples went unto the high priest. What was he going to do? And you see, some of the times it looks like the things that are happening has the backing of the authority of the land. So there is nothing you can do about it. And that was where he was. He had all the backing of the authority of the land. He said, and he desired of the chief priest letters to Damascus, to the synagogue, that if he found any of this way, any of the disciples, whether they be men or women, he might bring them bound 
unto Jerusalem. Let's keep reading. Bound unto where? Unto Jerusalem. Look at that. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly, the light shined round about him. From heaven. And what happened? Let's keep reading. Look at that. And as he journeyed, verse number 4. And he fell on the earth. When judgment came against him. Jump with me to verse 27. Look at what happened. When Paul, when Saul was breathing threatenings and death, murderings against them, and judgment was executed. Look at verse number 27 to 31. Bible said that, but Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles. When judgment was executed against Saul, now he had to be helped. Now listen, we've not, we've not finished. We're reading all the way to 31. He said, and Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he has seen the Lord in the way and that he has spoken to him and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Verse 28. And he was with them coming in and going out at Jerusalem. And what happened in verse number 29? And he spake boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus and disputed against the Christians. This was all that Paul was doing when he was arrested, when judgment was executed. But they went about to slay him. And verse number 30, which when the brethren knew, they brought him to Caesarea. And verse number 31, when judgment was executed, Sheila, look at what happened. Then had the churches what? Oh, come on. Are you with me? Tell me, are you here? Can we all read it? The same soul that one breath of his killed one human being. Two breath arrested two apostles when judgment was executed. And then the land and then the apostles saw that judgment had been executed. Bible said that then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and they were edified. The word edified means they were built. You cannot be built beyond your rest level. From tonight in the name of Jesus, may the Lord give you rest roundabout. Say I believe in amen. amen. Look at that. And walking and now instead of them being afraid, people were now afraid of the church. When the Lord executes judgment, as a result of what you have said, what happens is that what is supposed to bring you down begins to support you up the ladder. That will be your portion in Jesus. Blessed and mighty name. Shout me a believing amen. amen. Number three. Number three. When, how do I come into the rest of the Lord? You must be courageous. You must be very bold and very courageous. It takes courage to enter into rest. Rest is a product of courage. You got to be courageous. Because anything that you must have was for somebody. Listen. Any land that the Lord promises you, it has giants on it. Every land that the Lord promises you, as he promised the Israelites when they were in Egypt, he didn't tell them that he was going to give them a virgin land. He said, I'm going to give you the land of the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Anakims, the all the Taites, the all the Ites, all the Ites, I-T-T-E-S. 
Praise the name of Jesus. And every land that the Lord promises you, a giant is on it. In fact, Jesus put it in a very practical way. In Mark chapter 3 and verse number 27. He says that, look at Mark chapter 3 and verse number 27. He said that, in fact, no one can enter into a strong man's house without first of all tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. So anywhere the Lord want to give you, there are some forces that are occupying there. We call them the Anakims. We call them the giants. We call them the strong men. So until you are courageous, you can never enter and you can never find rest. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. May the Lord make you courageous. So is it not amazing that in Joshua chapter 1, the Lord came from verse number 1 and then the Lord after the death of Moses, the Lord came unto Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' aid. And then he said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the river Jordan into the land that I am about to give you. To them and to the Israelites. And verse number 3 says that, I will give you every place where the soles of your feet will tread upon. As I promised Moses. Verse 4 says that your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon to the river Euphrates. Verse number 5. So the Lord gave them the boundary. He said no one will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. I was As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. And then verse number 6. Be strong and courageous. You have promised me the land. Why must I be strong? Because even though the Lord has promised you the land, the enemy will show up as a giant on the land. It is your courage that will submerge them. It was the courage of David that overcame Goliath. It wasn't the skill of David. It wasn't his skill. It was his courage. The Lord tells you to do something. Go for it. Don't look at your nature. Don't look at your age. Don't look at your experiences. They will all bring your courage down. To be courageous and strong means that do not look at who you are. Look at who spoke to you. That is a good one. (laughs) To be courageous and strong means that don't look at your budget. Don't look at your account. When God gives you a word, It is not in agreement with your account. It is in agreement with the budget of heaven. God will never tell you anything that you can do uh, without any challenge. Then that one is human, you know, ability. But when God tells you something and the thing is beyond you, then you go like, wow, how can it be? And then when it happens, everybody will know that this one, it is the Lord that has done it. Praise the name of Jesus. And this month, the Lord will take glory for what he will do in your life. I said this month of June, the Lord will take glory for something that he will do in your life. Send me a believing amen. Number four, in order for you to find rest, come out of them. You cannot beat them when you are with them. You cannot beat them when you are in them. You cannot beat them when you mix up with them 
there are certain things the Lord will demand that you come out of. Otherwise, you cannot find rest. Sometimes the Lord will be talking to your ears. The Lord will be talking to you, telling you, let go of this thing from your heart. Let go of this thing from your mind. Let go of this thing from your system. In order for me to bring you... Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 23. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 23. He brought us out from there in order to bring us in. Am I reading King James? He brought us out. But he brought us out from there to bring us in and give us the land. Good. He brought us out from thence that he might bring us in. The Lord cannot bring you in except you come out. Why didn't the Lord give them the land of Egypt for their possession? They, listen, they would never have to change. The Lord must always bring us out. You, we won't rest. There are certain things we must come out of. So in the book of 1 Corinthians, look at the book of 1 Corinthians. And then, let's, sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 17. Maybe we will start from verse number 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 16 to 17. What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in you and walk in them. And I will be their God and they shall be my people. And verse 17 said, Wherefore, come out from amongst them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. So until we come out, he cannot bring us in. We got to let go. We got to let go. One day, the man Samuel, the prophet Samuel, was living in the past. His mind was entangled in the past. That painful experience was governing his today and his tomorrow. That painful issue, he couldn't let go. That abusive issue, he couldn't let go. That painful encounter, he couldn't let go. So, the Lord came to him in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. And the Lord said unto him, How long... Look at that. The Lord said unto Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for this situation? Seeing that I, the Lord, I have rejected it long ago. Recently, a young man sent me a message. He's a man of God. I need you to pray for me. I don't know him from anywhere. He said, I said, what is it? He said, I have lived a very terrible life. And I believe that my life now is a product of why or what I did. I said, okay. I said, are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus? He said, yes. And I said, so tell me more. What is it now that you feel? He said, I always feel that the way I live my life, it, it is still, you know, the repercussions. And I told him, listen, it is one thing God forgiving you. It is another thing you forgiving yourself. God has forgiven many people, but they are still holding themselves prisoners of the past. If God forgives you and you are holding yourself a prisoner, nobody can help you. The Lord said, so I have rejected. Why are you still holding on to that? One day, a young lady told me, he said, man of God. I said, yes. He said, if this relationship doesn't work, I won't trust any man again. I said, hey, sister, stop speaking foolishly. 
Stop speaking foolishly. It was as a result of your own mistakes. It was as a result of your own carnal desires that led you into the first one, the second one, the third one, the fourth one, or the many counter uncountable relationships that abused you and that broke your heart. Now you are using that judgment to determine your future. No! No! How can you put a round peg in a square hole and expect it to fit? It will not fit. So here you are. You have been going around, putting round holes, round pegs in square holes, and it is not fitting. And now you have made up your mind. Every pole that comes, I won't take it. When the square pole comes, that must fit into the square hole. You will reject it. And that is why a lot of people don't find rest. Come out from amongst them. Anything the Lord says you must come out of, it's not for the good of the Lord. It is for our own good. If you are there, you, Shana, if you are there with Benjamin, and Benjamin takes a very sharp knife, takes an orange, and takes a very sharp knife, what will you do? You will scream, Benjamin, drop that knife. Is the knife bad? No. But in his hands, it is dangerous. So whatever the Lord tells you, it is not that it is bad, but maybe in your hands at that time, it will be injurious. Very injurious to your destiny. So the Lord said that Minister Chantel, he will even add minister to your name. Minister Chantel, drop this thing. He said, no, 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 no. I want to hold it. The Lord said, Nikki, if you keep holding this thing, this thing will finish you. He said, Lord, I will still keep it. Then the thing hurts you. And now you begin to talk based on the head. Praise the name of Jesus. You will find rest. Say, I'll find rest. This month, say, I will find rest. In the name of Jesus. Because the Lord, say, say because the Lord has prepared for me a bountiful harvest. In Jesus' name. Number four. How do I find rest? Number, sorry, number five. I'm sorry. Number five. For rest, you must fulfill your part of the bargain. Always understand that, Cheryl, whatever the law says to me, I have a role to play. Hey, I was so surprised that in the book of John, chapter 11, and verse number 39, Mama Vice, John chapter 11 and verse number 39, Jesus was going to perform an amazing miracle. Something that had never happened before. Somebody was dead. LPRB. Four days. Four days. Four days. Two days we may see that. We may say that the person is in coma. Three days he's dead. He is totally dead. But for four days, please don't even go there. Because now he had bloated. He had burst. And then he's smelling really bad. Really bad. You don't even want to try it. Even these little, little animals that are on the road, when they die and they start stinking, my goodness, hallelujah. If a little rat finds itself in, your, in somewhere around your house and dies, you can't sleep. You will, you will comb the whole house. This thing must be fished out. And a human being had been dead for this. Jesus was going to perform the greatest miracle so far. He got there. And verse number 39, before the miracle, Jesus said, take 
away the stone. Why didn't Jesus just roll away the stone? Because anything that the Lord must do, your responsibility is needed for it to become a miracle. Your responsibility is needed for the work of the Lord to become a miracle. Like I always say, the Lord is not a magician. He's a miracle worker. A miracle worker will always involve your participation. One of the things that the Lord told me, and I said it this month, the Lord said, tell them that everybody should take their titan seriously. How many of you heard me say that? Let's say <laughs> your testimony. You are going to share it on Sunday, right? Yeah. On Friday, they came to church. They wanted to go somewhere and they realized that their accounting was perfect. There was no, there, there was no overlapping. When your account is perfect, <laughs> Cheryl, it means that there is no overlapping. There is no surplus. It means that the budget is intact. This for this, this for this, this for this. Balance zero. No negative, no positive. That was where the accounts was. And just enough. And they realized that no, there is the portion of God in this. Let us give God's portion to him. So that on Friday, just on this Friday, the night of supernatural encounter, they took the tithe. Charles said that when the tithe was paid, he felt a sharp knife enter into his heart. He said, my goodness. Now there has been negative. They were going somewhere. So they nearly sent me a text and said, Papa, we won't go again. I will never have known why they were not going. And then the Lord told them, if you have done my own, go, I got your back. Then they went, come and see money. Come and see miracle money. It started flowing. It started flowing. Now, people gave them and gave them and gave them and gave them until they brought overflow. Nobody can outdo God. If God tells you to do something, brothers and sisters, it is for our good. Praise the name of Jesus. And that is our responsibility. Judges chapter 7 verse number 20. The Lord said there are two swords. The sword of Gideon. Judges chapter 7 and verse number 20. The Lord said and the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the pitchers and held the lamps in their left hands and the trumpets in their right hands to blow without and they cried the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. Always the sword of God and the sword of man. What are you doing? What is your responsibility? What did God say you should do? You want to come out of this? What must I do? Always ask, what is my role? Always ask. Anytime a word from God comes to you, always ask, what is my responsibility? Because every word of God has your responsibility. Praise the name of Jesus. And finally, receive the vessel that brought the word. It is very important. Jeremiah chapter 3, verse number 15 to 17. Always receive. You see, if I send somebody to you, sometimes, if you are not careful, you might reject what I told the person to come and tell you 
by reason of the person that brought it. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why people that deliver courier services, sometimes when they come, they don't wait for you. When they knock, they drop the tent there and then they go. Because sometimes when you come and you see them, the, even the face you give them, you understand. So in order not to have any uh, whatever, they just knock. Coco, they drop the tent and then they go away. And they will sign for you that it has been delivered. Praise the name of Jesus. Because everything that they deliver, you must sign for it. But they, they, they will sign for you. Amen. I will give you pastors according to my heart. What will they do? They shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And what will happen? When knowledge and understanding comes, look at the next 16. And it shall come to pass after you have been fed with knowledge and understanding that when you are multiplied and you increase in the land, my goodness, multiplication and increase is a product of the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding of the Lord that comes through the servant that the Lord will give you. Praise the name of Jesus. He said, and they shall no more say that the ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it be said, neither shall it come into the mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they remember all the pain. Look at verse number 17. And, and Bible said that verse, and at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. They will call you the throne of the Lord. He said, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it. To the name of the Lord. To Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk anymore. After the imagination of their evil heart. When you receive. Give me the book of Mark chapter 10. Verse number 41. Look at Mark. Chapter number 10. And verse number 41. He said. And when. Sorry. Matthew chapter 10. And verse number 41. He said. And he that received you. He that received a prophet. Can we start from verse 40? The previous verse. He that receives you. Receives me. And he that receives me. Receives him that sent me. And then that's why it says that. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. Shall receive a prophet's reward. Hallelujah. There is something called a prophet's reward. What is a prophet reward? A prophet reward is a bypass. Write it. You will need it tomorrow. <laughs> a prophet's reward is a bypass. A prophet reward is called a bypass. Do fear. What is a bypass? Okay. Now, when you have a triangle, okay, sometimes we have the adjacent, we have the opposite, and we have the hypotenuse. That is on the triangle, okay? From mathematical point of view. The hypotenuse is always the longer side. Okay? Now, but for you to go through the, the opposite, of course, depending on the angle of interest, the opposite and then the adjacent, when you go through the hypotenuse, it is better. Sometimes, in order for you to go through this way and this way, the Lord creates a bypass, which is always a shortcut. A godly shortcut. Not an evil shortcut. 
a godly shortcut that is what is called a prophet's reward that is what happened in first, second uh, second um, second kings chapter 7 when the prophet said tomorrow about this time a prophet's reward came it would never have happened even if they gave them 15 years that is what the man said he said even if the lord will open the windows of heaven and pour us rain at least it will take six months for the land to be soft for us to plant and another three months for it to happen at least nine months how can this thing happen a prophet's reward created a bypass i want you to close your eyes listen the lord told me he said tell them this month this month shall become a month of rest do you believe it okay i want you to pray if you really believe it any area of your life that you need rest something that is delaying when it happens there will be rest listen pray from the bottom of your heart and declare lord there is rest in this area online in house i want you to pray there is rest in this area lord i receive my rest in this area of my life in that area mention it to the lord remember i told you from the beginning it is what you say that you receive don't talk what is happening don't talk your experiences talk what you are believing god for don't say what you are going through don't say what you have experienced say what you are expecting don't repeat what is happening repeat what you are expecting and that is what judgment is about judgment is about speaking judgment is about declaring judgment is about confirming this month the Lord says it is my month of rest this sickness is over declare it and believe it in your heart declare it and believe it in your heart when you declare it and you believe it in your heart and you receive it it happens the Lord confirms it my goodness I've had amazing testimonies and this month the Lord will surprise you this month the Lord will surprise you there will be miracle monies there will be credit issues being repaired the Lord told me certain things and I told them to you that the areas that the Lord is going to bring you rest is the area of your walk with the Lord it is the area of your health the area of your relationships economics and finances where there will be debt cancellation there will be miracle monies there will be on uh, there will be sustainable inflow of resources the area of fruitfulness the area of relevance pastor Modeka, he said you told me that i'll be relevant 19 years down the line that young man that nobody regarded in fact the day i gave him the prophetic word the people that were in the church started laughing he he maybe he's online he he will confirm they started laughing 19 years down the line presidents call him ministers senators call him what do you think about this listen you'll be relevant when the lord gives you rest you'll be relevant i want you to pray just one prayer pray it just one prayer there will be there will be relevance in the area of any land there will be rest you are in the land of america the lord will give you rest in your academics the lord will give you rest in your business the lord will give you rest in your marriage the lord will give you rest 
in whatever area the Lord will give you rest. The Lord said, in every career and business. Now, I want to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, any area of our lives that there must be rest. Somebody with sicknesses and diseases, recurring issues, recurring problems, recurring hurt and harm in the name of Jesus. I stand as a servant sent from the Lord. I heard Papa T.L. Osborne say that anywhere he goes, he tell them, the Lord sent me. The Lord sent me. And just by that statement, miracles happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord sent me tonight. Any recurring problem in our lives, I take authority. Right now, right now, right now, I squeeze any life out of that issue. Any recurring problems, recurring issues, recurring troubles, I squeeze the life out of them. And I decree, it will not repeat itself. It will not happen again. It is dead now. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I decree. The Egyptians you saw yesterday. You shall see them again no more. May the Lord strengthen you. May the Lord give you rest. May the Lord empower you. May the Lord continue with you. May the Lord order your steps in dangerous grounds. May the Lord make your forehead high harder than that of your enemies. May the Lord make the words of your mouth very potent and very renowned in the mighty name of Jesus. Above all, may the Lord surround you with rest. Say amen. And may the rest be permanent in the blessed and mighty name of Jesus. Give a clap and shout a very believing amen. Let the communion stewards quickly gather the communion and begin to share it around. Now you are online or you are in-house, you don't have a relationship with the Lord. The only time that you can have rest is when you have a relationship with the Lord. All the points that I gave start with a deliberate, conscious relationship with the Lord. And I want you to have a relationship with the Lord. So maybe you are online or you are in-house. You don't have a relationship with the Lord. As the communion stewards are going about their communion. And please listen. If you know that you must deliver some tithe or something. We will do that after the communion. I mean we will do that before the communion. Once we take the communion, we are out. But I want you now to solidify your relationship with the Lord. So in case you are online or you are in-house. And you don't have a relationship with the Lord. I want to give you that privilege and opportunity as the Lord has told me. So in other words, it is the Lord that is giving us that privilege and opportunity. You want to say that, Brother Nikki? I want to have a relationship with the Lord. Online, in-house. If you want to do that, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for the privilege of hearing your word with my heart i want you to believe what you are praying or say with my heart i believe that i'm a sinner and you came to die and you paid 
all my prize with my mouth i confess that jesus is lord over my life from today i am born again my name is in the book of life thank you lord for this grand opportunity jesus mighty name i'm praying now lord in jesus name everybody that has prayed this prayer we decree and declare our establishment in you preserve us this month of june let it indeed be restful you say it and you perform it we believe your word we will walk in our responsibilities you will not break your word you will cause it to come to pass and we will enjoy the benefit of fruitfulness we receive it in Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Amen. All right, quickly. If you have your offering, let's just receive the communion briefly. Can you lift up your bread? Bible says that it was bread. When Jesus prayed and blessed it, he broke it and then he said, It is my body. Father, we thank you for the bread. We receive it with thanksgiving. And as we break it, we turn it into the communion of the body of Christ. Please break it. Lifted up the cup and blessed it and said, this is my blood. Father, we receive the blood of Jesus. We receive it with all faith. And we mix it with our belief. And we decree and declare that what the blood stands for will work so in our life. He took the bread and he said, it is my body. Took the cup, he said, it is my blood. Father, empower us into rest as we eat and drink with you jesus mighty name let's eat it the blessed and mighty name of jesus all right quickly i want you to lift up your offering before the lord lift up that beautiful offering before the lord thank you lord jesus we receive it father we decree we have the giving portal online online members i want you to give now remember that we are a 501c church if you are giving electronically we will have your details but if you are giving in any other form please if you can keep your name on it so that at the end of the year we can give you an accurate documentation of your giving credit father we thank you for the privilege and the opportunity to give receive our offering in the blessed and mighty name of jesus christ and let no one remain without a testimony we decree and we declare that it is done in jesus blessed and mighty name amen, amen. hallelujah glory be to jesus thank you lord amen thank you jesus the lord bless your offering the lord bless your seed can you be on your feet in jesus blessed and mighty name and my son reverend modekar tikal said he will be online i'm pretty sure he's online the lord bless you and the lord bless the ministry and the lord expand it in jesus name he's traveling all over the world doing amazing things for the lord the lord honor you 
in Jesus' name. Can you lift up your hand online in-house? May the Lord bless you. Say amen. amen. May the Lord favor you. Say amen. May this year, may this month be a month of rest for you all around. In the mighty name of Jesus. May you return every blessed service day with a testimony. And may the Lord showcase your testimony. You will not be a mediocre. You will not be in the books of those to be pitied. But the Lord will lift your horn high in Jesus name. And the Lord will glorify you. Be blessed in Jesus name. Whatever you put in your hand. May it be blessed. May the Lord heal you. And may the Lord deliver you. In Jesus blessed and mighty name. Say a believing amen. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord empower you. Let's take our prophetic declaration. With long life, full of prosperity and sound health, shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you on Sunday with your testimonies. Be favored. Bye-bye.